What's up, Beaver fam? It's Maddie Dagan from Oregon State Gymnastics. Thanks for listening to the Belligerent Beavs podcast. Go Bees and chop them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was that you? Whoa. I have a, <laughs> What's happening? I have a child's booger <laughs> on my shirt, and it won't come off. JP has human mucus kicked to his shirt, and Benny is being brainwashed by bots. And this is the <laughs> episode of the Blue Train Peeps Yeah, <laughs> we signed on, and this is uh, there's a Zoom update or something. It's a new chat feature, but it kind of looks the same. I think there's maybe some aesthetic differences. Wait, and what's yeah. new? That said, it said start chatting. So Benny typed "Hey" into the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Am I not up to date? It's I don't even know what's different. There's you can yeah. make like categories. We're always able to chat like specifically to one person or the other, but I think it's bigger for like big group zooms. I think we can sort of have like chat rooms within big zooms. I think it's a more mm. corporate feature, <laughs> but, or a gossipy feature. Or it could be pretty gossipy. It could be gossipy. Um, yeah, you two could just be talking shit about me while we're talking. Oh, like, wow. We can actually chat that. behind his back? You could, have been, <laughs> you could have been doing that since episode one, baby. That feature's been around. <laughs> you could have been doing that on your phones as well or on AOL Instant Messenger. Man, <laughs> Crazy Legs 99. What was that? Was that your uh, aim, Benny? Yep, that's were, right. Wait, you were Crazy Legs 99? I don't know if it was 99, but it was crazy like something. My first ever, this, so this will surprise no one, um, but I was uh, very, very into the uh, cash money millionaires taking over for the 99 and the 2000 uh, at the time that AIM w- was huge. Uh, so my first screen, screen name, young Terry Horstman in Southwest Minneapolis was Bling Blinger. 99. Nice. Oh, wow. I I owned no bling, and I don't think I could have defined the term bling bling to anyone who asked, but I was bling bling. And I don't know why I chose 99, but it's that was a that was the first ever BB 99, and this is a BB 99. Oh, wow. Um, Nice. Life life comes at you fast, kids. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you could miss it. You know what's crazy is when I met JP, like AIM was still a very appropriate way to communicate with people. And two years later, when I met you, I don't think anyone was using it at all. It died, man. It died. I think I got broken up with during my freshman year over AIM at Oregon State. But like cold. It was cold. I'm, do you I'm, guys, I'm not complaining. But Do you guys was, remember? Do you remember you could go to the info and you remember somebody, if you scrolled all the way down, there would be some people that would be like, why are you down here? Do you remember that? <laughs> I remember there was like, there was there were programs that you could like create your profile to be like all HTML. And so it'd have like, you would scroll and like, it would be an asterisk that would like zigzag down the screen as you were scrolling like a digital flip book. And then it would be like a bunch of, a bunch of asterisks is like gaining in like, uh, you know, from left to right and then right to left. And you were like, oh my God, what is this ending? You're scrolling, scrolling. Then it would be like, why are you down here? What are you I looking think the at? Real, the real feature AIM should be celebrated for is the away message. Oh, absolutely. Corporations did not have email with out-of-office capability at that time when mm. AOL Instant Messaging inv- invented the away message. And for you youngsters out there, you probably know enough about AOL Instant Messaging to know that's that was the original slide into the DMs uh, be, before the, before DMs and sliding were in the vernacular at all. <laughs> and so what people did uh, successfully or unsuccessfully, probably most often very unsuccessfully, was You'd be on this public forum with an endless number of people who could chat with you and you'd be feeling some type of way. So you'd make some emo away message directed at one person, often a crush, 
<laughs> hoping <laughs> that that person would see it. <laughs> so true. But usually it was just your buddy being like, why are there Blink-182 lyrics popping up instantly <laughs> when I just say, what's going on, douchebag? An ode to my aim. I got I to gotta shout this out because it leads to something else. But uh, my first... My first uh, AIM screen name, not AOL, but AIM, was Baller263 in honor of JP. Please play five seconds of Want to Be a Baller by Lil Troy. Oh, nice. A perfect song. Just no yeah. Notes. Oh yeah, JP. Amazing. Please play 500 seconds of "Want to Be a Baller." <laughs> so that was out in November of '98. If we want to age ourselves, but um, I did have Great other game. AOL screen names before that, and then and then AIM is when I realized I could like bypass any sort of like parental control restrictions, like time lot, like how long you were allowed to be on AOL, your, and like your tech capability became too powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where it all began. Oh man, to age ourselves again. I saw um a tweet that popped up that said Jurassic Park is 30, 30, 30 years, years old. Yeah, the other day, oh, Jurassic Park. Day. Man, what a great movie! Crazy, though. and that yeah, movie was. has that movie has aged spectacularly well. It has. Yep, agreed. And I would while we're talking about the internet and things before we talk about Oregon State stuff and things. Which is the reason why you're all probably here. <laughs> um, Wait, what my, episode is it again? I, 99. JP, please play five seconds of 99 Luft Balloons by Nana. <laughs> I thought you were going another way because there's, there's a lot of 99. There's a lot of 99. Don't worry. There are. It'll pop up later. But my favorite video on YouTube remains the like 10 hour looped video of Jeff Goldblum's laugh in the helicopter scene in Jurassic <laughs> Park. He ha he like I like Laura Dern's character makes a joke and Jeff Goldblum does that laugh. I'm getting deja vu right now. Maybe we've talked about this on like like 50 episodes ago or something. <laughs> and he laughs and it's like a pirate scientist laugh where they're like <laughs> Someone looped it so it just doesn't stop. So it's in the most Jeff Goldblumish way for like ten hours. And who needs that? I don't know. Someone probably. So that's why YouTube exists. And they should play something like that when when like the opposing team fumbles the ball and we recover yeah. at Racer. I kind of like that. Right? Paige and yeah. Sarah Alcano. We haven't we haven't harassed Sarah since football season, so we might as well start sending the random request. And we should start it with, "Hey Sarah, play, play ten hours of Jeff yeah. Goldblum laughing. Everyone will think it's funny. Yeah, at least through the end of the quarter. Right. Yeah, and then constantly until the next home game, as loud and as Reeser gets." <laughs> Oh, man. Well, welcome, dear listener, to the 99th episode of the Belligerent Beeves podcast. How the hell did we make it this far? I don't know. I can't tell. I just know that uh, I've got 99 problems, but a podcast is all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a problem-free life before we started this shit. And now, it, but yeah, JP, please play 90, got 99 problems, but... A bitch ain't one by Jay's. I got 99 pounds, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. AKA Beyonce's husband. Wait, can we even find that? Isn't Jay Z like? Didn't he? Yeah. This is a long time ago. He like started his own streaming service, didn't he? Like his own yeah, streaming title, music service. Title is long. Uh, you could, yeah. Ben you can still find Jay Z on the internet, but... <laughs> Yeah. Unless I've got good news. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, I know all the legal channels, Benny. I appreciate you looking out for me. I only do. That's right. That's I only right. play songs through legal channels. That's why uh, we've not, been around not... for ninety nine episodes, and we'll be around for ninety nine more. Because we we're not rough around the edges, we're uh, we're, we're paying attention to to all legalities. We play by the rules and, and proper rights holding things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. That's right, um, for sure. Well, we this is a special 
episode. We're, we're one away from triple digits, which mm. we are going to try to do live on YouTube Father's <laughs> Day night. Are we still doing that? Yeah, we are. Yes. So we better start promoting it. Um, and then also on this episode, we'll have a bit of a crossover episode of sorts. We'll be hanging out with our guy, Pat Beaverman of the Beaverman Beat podcast fame. Our guy, Pat, who has done an amazing job with that podcast, uh, adding yet, a, yet another just sterling, strong, spectacular podcast option to the Oregon State fan base. You love to see it. Only You only really do. Here, only getting stronger. How did the Golden State Warriors win four championships, JP? Power in numbers. Mm -hmm. Strength in numbers, awesome. actually. Strength in numbers. Power in numbers was a great Jurassic 5 album, and I can't <laughs> think of my favorite song from that album off the bat, so I'll spare you the five-second request. But Thanks. Listener, you should listen to Jurassic 5. It's a spectacular group. I've been listening to J5 in a long time. Dude, I love J5. Same. Big, big, big J5 fan. Uh, on that note, shout out to the Denver Nuggets who just won the NBA Finals about 16 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. We are recording this on Monday, June 12th. Happy birthday, super secret producer Skinder. Yeah. Happy birthday. Who Happy does birthday, not Skins. have an iPhone still again. So I think your guys' uh, happy birthday wishes <laughs> are falling on a... Uh, uh, deaf texts because I don't think he gets those group messages because of his not having an iPhone. So, really? <laughs> yeah. We were, uh -oh. we were in Minneapolis. We were, I was like asking him about that because I was like, you, he's, you've been pretty responsive with me when I text you directly, but I don't think you responded to a group chat text in a year <laughs> and a half. And he was like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't think I get those. <laughs> so <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, makes sense <laughs> dude if he gets an iphone and and he gets all of those messages all at all once it'll, his yeah. phone's just gonna blow up yeah it might ruin <laughs> it, it will ruin Happy the next birthday. the next <laughs> mac Oz. It's, no one get him an iphone for his birthday it'd be the worst <laughs> gift ever it would explode immediately in his hands <laughs> i know several listeners were probably trying to get our secret producer an, an iphone for, for his for his birthday <laughs> for his well-publicized birthday <laughs> Uh, but I am joined, as I always am, by my friends and f family, I guess, in the Beaver family. Yeah. J.P. Bertram and Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage, uh, who looks like he just got drafted by the Seattle Supersonics <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> the so, hat matches, man. That the hat, the hat well match. It always does. My hat does not mm. match my shirt. I'm I'm bumming it over here. I don't oh, have any boogers on my hat, so. Ooh, but mm, that, mm. nice, nice flex on that NBA Finals champions hat for the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. Uh, Benny, that is a uh, authentic Gary Payton Sonics jersey. I That's right. Yep. So authentic, it didn't even pass through the middleman. It just came straight from China. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Direct. Yep. Fresh, fresh sure. and direct with the matching yeah. snapback. You look fresh yep. as hell. Thanks, man. It is a Gary Payton jersey, so it does have OSU connotations. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it is. Yeah. It is always tough with the with the you know the old Sonics color scheme. Yeah. That we do not need to get into in eh. yeah podcast. But, Agreed. You know, tomato, tomato. It's an Oregon State jersey. You look great. Shout out to Gary Payton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out Gary Payton right. and Gary Payton the second. And Gary. Yeah. Second. That's my yeah. tie. You know this wasn't a final hey. to play it in. And I'm drinking oh. a Mai Tai. Oh, that doesn't look like a Mai Tai. It's not actually a Mai Tai. I just want to I'm, be part of things too. I'm I'm not <laughs> even messing around. I'm not even messing around today. I actually have a real drink and not a fake Ooh. drink like a ginger ale. Oh. That was a real wow. drink. Yeah. I mean until, it was a real prohibition. It's, it's consumable yeah. liquid. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's still it's is prohibition. a real drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. Well, speaking of drinking, and I, we we should get into stuff. Uh, we won't have too much bullshit in this episode. But hey, but I have one more uh, shout out. I do. We have to give it. It's uh, Marvin Beaverman's birthday was this last week. Oh yeah, Marvin Beaverman. I was yeah. happy birthday. Oh no, you weren't. Happy, I was. That's All why right. because look in the show notes right now. It doesn't. It, it doesn't have happy birthday Marvin in the show notes. I'll admit that. So look but at what the other day on Marvin Beaverman's birthday, we for for Marvin's birthday, our Marvin's birthday gift came courtesy of Big Game Boomer, <laughs> naming <laughs> us the Oregon State Twitter account to follow to get you through the off season. 
So shout out Big Game Boomer, not Boomer Sooner, as Benny said last <laughs> time when we tried to give you love, BGB. Uh, we know who you are, and we appreciate the love and the support and the promotion, whatever. But also, that honor should have gone to Marvin Beaverman. Yeah. As it Much is. mahalo. Especially, I don't think Big Game Boomer just has a register of – all of college football Twitter's various personalities' birthdays. Uh, but that <laughs> would have been more appropriate than ever for Marvin Beaverman to uh, have gotten that uh, such a recognition on a day. But we'll take what, it. What, we'll take what it. day is he on? What day is he on? I know he's, he was getting close to 9,000, right? Oh, yeah. Not quite. Not quite. No, no, yeah. no. Oh, days eight. of Beaver Pride. I thought you were, what day is... Like, I was thinking, like, what are you asking what time zone Big Game Boomer is in? <laughs> no. What day is it? I, I no. think Central. Um, what day is it? What, Where am I? What day of Beaver Pride is Marvin Beaverman on? This could be a weekly check. We obviously could just, you know, simple yeah. enough. I'm opening uh, twitter.com slash home as we speak. He's, uh, oh, 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 eight, 8,196. Okay, so that's... 81, okay, it was 8,000 that he's creeping that's, towards. Yeah, he just, he he surpassed. Surpassed. Well, yeah, 196 we, days ago. We, we, <laughs> we had a special <laughs> shout out for Yeah, him. we did, that's right, okay, I remember we that. We wished him luck on his 8K. Uh, hey. So it'll be a while before he gets the, another K. Uh, like three more years. Yeah, like like that, That's how numbers work. About yeah, <laughs> ish three yeah. three ish years. Uh, but shout out Marvin Beaverman. Uh, thank you, the big game boomer, uh, once again for the love. And then you know, shout out to uh, several several other uh, deserving uh, members of Oregon State Twitter in our circle. No contacts or Oregon State should be up there. Peyton years should be up there. Beaver bullpen, I know, has been up there. Uh, we're, we're lucky. We're lucky. Bernice Beaver, for gosh sakes. Perfect. <laughs> Bernice Beaver is a – Bernice Beaver probably is my favorite in Oregon State Twitter. <laughs> what ha- wait, wait, but where is that one? The Bernice Burner. It's Bernice been a few – it's been a little bit That's, since uh... – She's Yeah, she's resting. All right. She's, and yeah. – It doesn't, doesn't need to be – And mean, Beaver's recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Beaver yeah. recruiting. Yeah. Yeah, Beaver recruiting. I, but I would – I have to speculate. I mean, we're – it's summertime programming now, and so Bernice Beaver has tweeted one time since – March, well, yeah, one time uh, since April 13th. It's been two months, and it's been one tweet that's, about m- mascots, which she obviously has experience in. Does that's that mean the amount she's... of time I wish to spend on Twitter. Does, that's my I, open dream. Thank you, Bernice Burner, for setting goals and boundaries. But I, I want to I wanna propose this, and we don't, have to, we don't have to debate it now or talk through it now. We've got all summer. Is Bernice making a comeback with the new? Oh, also, also, this happened, but it felt like a leak more so than it felt like an intentional graphic design choice. I love leaks, but there was. (laughs) I love leaks. Okay, like the food or the pee or the pipes, like the news coming out, like news that's not supposed to come out coming out. I don't like leaky pipes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hate this episode so much already. Oregon, Oregon State football, they posted that, that tweet um, that said time for an update, and it was all lowercase. And the picture was just the field and, like, the yard markers with the midfield oh, logo. With the, bla- for, with the black uh, background. With right? a black background. And I think there was more than one person who was – had a light bulb moment that thought that is honestly shocking that no one's on a black field yet. Is it shocking? Yes. There's a, there's a red field. There's a blue field. There's a bunch of other tips and different shades of green fields. There's no black field because it would be hot as balls. I don't know. It's already hot down there though. Well, and it'd be hot for a couple games, but hotter. I saw so the the red field and the blue field are both dumb fields. But black was but black but black does look cooler. Black but. would be cool and it would be so sick to have it in research. Someone needs to like photoshop that in to one of the uh, mock-ups of the, with the new side and see how that would look because I think black field maybe orange end zones but black end zones would still look so sick. It sounds like you're 
actually suggesting they should actually do this. Oh, I am. I'm all about it. And I'm wondering, oh, though, did they God, mean dude. to did they mean to share that? No, I think it was just Yo. someone thought a graphic looked cool. <clears throat> um, El, El Paso High School did it. Sicko's okay, commute. Well, uh, be, uh, Benny, <laughs> Benny well I'm saying it can it can't. <laughs> that's how true. are we not how are we not doing your bachelor party at El Paso? I think we should uh we should <laughs> table this for another time. But anyway, so El Paso High School, Blackfield. I think, I think, I can't really tell. Look no, at the picture. Oh no, the end zones are black, and then it's yeah, that's a that's a green field, dog. I don't think so. Yes, it is. Look at the second picture. It's a it's a rotating thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna have multiple shades, anyway, yo, if you're gonna have a black end zone, does it really matter? The black yes. and the end zones, the black and the end zones is painted. You, you don't line up in the end zone. You don't sit in the end zone for a prolonged period of time. We got this is dumb. I'm, I'm close to just saying fuck this segment. No, this was not in the Ooh. show notes. I want to give you your space yeah. to share your view, JP. I, but I, I just hey, want you to know at hey. this point, I will not come close to on deck sports sells arena padded artificial turf black coloring. So I'm just saying, I'm just no. saying it's not out of the it, question. It is out of the question. No, I'm saying no. it's out of the question. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, I found one that did black and they dubbed it the Which black one? hole. Oh. Bro, it's it, that's cool. It's West Salem High School. What? Yeah, West Salem in Oregon. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of Salem's. Okay. Well, that would be good for West Salem, Massachusetts, if they that had a black. Good. That's oh, that would be cool. That's the one place I would. Oh, improve. they did. Yo, they did this. They did this 11 years ago. Oh Whoa. no! Then they took it away. <laughs> oh, we should ask them why they took it away. Did someone have a heat stroke on the field and then they took it away? <laughs> the temperature today, 80 degrees, but the on-field temperature is 130 degrees. <laughs> have, it be have the grass be the color of grass. I don't care which that's where I'm okay with green. You know what I would be down for in, in terms of the plain surface would be natural grass. Because as you come in to Benton County, it says it's the grassy, grassy capital, capital of the world. Of the world. Why not I have a natural grass field? Black grass. Black, Black grass. The hottest shit <laughs> No. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah, yeah fuck your Kentucky bluegrass. We yeah. have Oregon black grass. Yeah. <laughs> and if any <laughs> that would be... if any school is going to figure out how to make black grass, it would be Oregon State. I, yep. Uh... And we'd have maraschino cherry trees on the side. Mm, I miss the trees inside of Reeser. I always thought that was kind of unique. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. charming. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah, okay I'm, with, yeah. I'm okay with trees inside the stadium way before I'm okay with the playing surface being black. You're on the wrong side yeah. of history. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm okay sorry, not not <laughs> not not to not to keep this segment going, but I'm going to keep please, this segment please. going. Good God, why? So why who were were there other people that thought that there was some hidden meeting in that tweet? I saw the tweet. I know which one you're referring to, but yeah. were there other people that thought there yeah. was a hidden meeting? Yeah, really. Yeah. Well, not maybe hidden, mm. but they were also thinking the same thing, and I think that's what I'm talking about. Is it being a light bulb moment? about how perfect mm. that would be for Oregon State. It would Oregon not State. be perfect. For Oregon State, yes, it would. And it would but, be the right timing, I'm, given that we are now about to open up one of the best improvements to uh, college football stadium. Hey, that you know how we're the West up one Coast of the best improvements? In three decades, at least. Let's ruin it. <laughs> I think, I, ruin I, it. I don't know if we'll see a black field, but I do think we'll see changes to the graphics on the field. Mm. I, I think I, well, we will. We'll move on, but I want to close with this. This was in uh, uh, our uh, guy Josh Harley said, "Start the petition, make this the real field." Uh, black turf would be awesome, but it never happened because of heat. I say go orange from Eric Bowley. <laughs> orange field black and be orange, crazy. Black and orange checkerboard in the end zone. I co-sign on that. Same, one hundred percent. And that's it. And then the quote tweet was us, Andre. <laughs> oh damn! For a quick second, I thought we were updating Reeser with black turf, and a few people were like, "Yeah, me too." Kind of. It looks. It does look cool on a screen. But uh, I uh, chalk this up to being a uh, one of your worst ideas. No, JP. here we go. We'll, we'll close have, with you this. Usually have good ideas. We'll close with this. I didn't make this up. I didn't make this an idea. This was a Beaver football. You tweeting it. They they planted this idea throughout the fan base that True. follows them on Twitter. However, I have to say, 
Uh, this is a quote uh, for OSAA.org, the article about West Salem replacing their black hole turf. It wasn't replaced because of heat. It was replaced because the technology they used to make the turf in 2012 was deteriorating, and they just decided to go back with a more natural look. But they said there was no question that the black turf did heat up faster than the green, That, but that yeah, studies had shown... Science. That on, on the sunniest of days, the black fibers made the field just about four to five degrees hotter than the green fibers. Not okay. much. Not much. That is, yes, it is. There's no, it's like 80 degrees versus 85. Yeah. It's yeah, like, 85 versus 90. That, that makes a difference. No. No. You Slight. Oh, my God. No. And here we go. They said when Slight. it's 95, all those kinds of fields are hot. To, also, Ours all right, is just right, a little heat, bit hotter. The heat doesn't matter to you people you psychos no nah. nah. any amount of money it would cost to, to change the natural color of the turf to black is a waste of money no you would just get black turf paying for the black turf the turf is fine right now the turf is green the turf actually needs to be redone but moving on this is i've, I've, I've never i can't believe i'm on this island <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, no. I, I, I co-signed the black and orange checkerboard end zones. That's cool. Right. They would but be a little like, I, I would feel a little bit like we're stealing from Tennessee because they've been doing it for a long time, but it would still be really cool. It would still be cool. Yeah. And practical and yeah. not murderous or miserable. What are you talking about? What do you like? Oh, now that the turf is black, how about we turn the sky orange? Can we do that, Scott Barnes? <laughs> blue is not one of our colors damn it where is the beaver pride i can't this uh, just delete this episode already this is absurd um and we need to get the oregon state women's track and field who are actually winning shit and i don't believe they did so on a black turf um but grace featherston and kaylee mitchell make history for oregon state um at nationals in the steeplechase finishing sixth and seventh uh, respectively um, in the national finals, so top top seven steeplers in in the country, and cherry on top, Jade Whitfield closed the day with her first All American honor, placing eighth in the country in the discus. So, for you know a program that you know hasn't gotten its flowers over the years and has really built a ton of momentum recently, to have three individuals placing you know top eight or better. <laughs> in their respective events at track and field nationals. Huge moment for Oregon State track and field. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and <clears throat> even even more so, the three three All-American honors, first time um, essentially ever for us. It's 1982 since the NCAA National Championship started. And the first time at a national championship meet at all since 1979. So this has been a long time coming for this program. And it's been fun to follow their rise. And, I mean, it, this is uh, one of those those programs, I think, that has not gotten its flowers because it was non-existent for so long that right. they needed a, they needed a, a, a day like this to really uh, make a lot of noise across Beaver Nation. And I think they've done that. I think a lot of people are taking notice if they haven't already, and they will for next season as well. Yeah, and I think that um, it, it's tough to break through as just a spring sport in general because baseball just takes all the attention, I feel like, in, in spring sports. Um, or I shouldn't say all the attention, but they're definitely the premier spring sport. Um, well, Oregon so, State, yeah, historically. Yeah, and Oregon State, exactly, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, that's great news and um, hopefully a, a sign that the program is, is going to continue to be on the rise. And I feel like I can make an executive decision here. Don't think I'll be on an island whatsoever. But Grace, Kaylee, Jade, welcome to the Belligerent Beeves Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Hey Good call. You go to nationals, you place that high, you set some records, you make history, you go to the belligerent Beeves Hall of Fame. That's right. That's give right. Me, give me the lasers, the explosions. Boop, 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 boop. Give me the, you know, blades of grass exploding because you painted it black with like flammable paint or whatever the hell it took to, <laughs> to, to, to make it black. Uh, whatever celebratory noises. Congratulations, Oregon State Track and Field. 
what a what a season, what a job. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're proud. Great work. Good shit. That's, that's, so that's fun. something we gotta add to our bucket list for next year is to make it to a track and field meet. Can we try to run the steeplechase? Oh I do think and this is not diminish the steeplechase at all. I would rather try to run the steeplechase than try to do vault in on, on the gym floor like i feel like i i feel like i'd get hurt less doing steeplechase like, i don't know man those little, bogs are we'll get well yeah hey if you i've There's... i've ran through a bog or two in my time and yeah it, it's as fast as grace or kaylee did it but i survived that doesn't i i'll be embarrassed but i've been embarrassed before we're embarrassed weekly on this goddamn podcast <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i would die doing i might do the slowest steeplechase in recorded history but that doesn't frighten me um mm. but yeah we should we, we should attempt the steeplechase uh to real really take us down of a, a number of pegs not even a peg or two. <laughs> how long how long is the steeplechase Three thousand meters oh that sounds really long that's <laughs> that would be winded yep uh yep. that's uh yeah, I mean, for the yeah, steeplechase, especially, it's not just straight running. It's like almost two miles. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of jumping over bogs. <laughs> yeah. And bogs and, and logs, like right man. Away, you got... Yeah, and if you hit the bogs, bogs and logs, then Bigfoot comes out of the bog and chases yeah, you. Yeah, piranhas. <laughs> but that makes you run faster. Yeah. Should make a shirt that says "bogs and logs." Kind of like that. The hurdles and the bogs. Yeah. Uh, the hurdles. Yeah. Hurdles. yeah. All right, Berlin bog. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. we we we've got so, we got something there. Bogs and logs, baby. Tra- track and field deserves its own merch. Yeah, bogs and yeah. logs. I'm into that. Hey, uh-huh. cheers to them. By the way, oh, yeah. we didn't do beers, <laughs> but we'll probably do beers with Pat tomorrow. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yo, Ben actually has a beer. Sorry. All right, we did this out. Of, we did this out of order. Uh, but so cheer. We'll we'll raise a toast to Oregon State track and field. I am drinking a uh, Fugazi Italian-style Pilsner from Blackstack Brewing. Here, There's a little gem being clutched between fingers on the can art. Mm. I don't know what makes it Italian-style, but it's a pretty damn good Pilsner. I think uh, I've so had that one. My, my more my go-to, uh, Blackstack Brewing. Uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota, just a whisper away from where I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's probably one of the more decorated breweries locally, so it wouldn't be... Surprising, JP, if that was part of one of your uh, Tavor packs. Yeah, no, had. not this one, but I had a lot of black stack. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It is good. Um, yeah, I like it. Uh, JP, we got to save Benny for last since he said it's special. All right. But- I'm actually not drinking a beer. Well, I am drinking a beer, but I'm also, <laughs> I didn't if, bring if a beer. you could describe this podcast in like one breath, it's actually, I'm not drinking a beer. Well, I am drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> put, put that on a shirt. <laughs> it's the microcosm. Uh, it's not 9 a.m. It's 9 it's 9 a.m. Okay, no, anyways. Um I'm drinking a uh Blanton's. Ooh. Yes. What's a Blanton? It's uh, a bourbon whiskey, single barrel Ooh. bourbon whiskey, Ooh. where on the uh on the label itself, they'll put in here, you know, when it was dumped, which warehouse it was stored in, all handwritten. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's beautiful. Oh, that's and cool. Then, and then, uh, yeah, everything from, like, the barrel number, all of it. It's all on here. Um, shout out to my friend Charlie. He got it for me. Uh, nice. Yeah. And so I'm enjoying it tonight, uh, mostly to, to celebrate uh, the end of the athletic school year, but also um, to, to – close a chapter on uh, uh the, his favorite uh collegiate baseball team so Ooh, <laughs> i like it i like Eat. it yeah my, my most favorite thing about that is very, very nice of charlie's favorite college baseball team to confirm that college baseball indeed does matter <laughs> <laughs> and he indeed does care about it <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't are going to Omaha. Mm. Are not going to Omaha. Indeedent is not a word, but I want Indeedent to. Indeedent is not int. In, in don't. <laughs> in Naga. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, so shout out to you, Charlie, and to your favorite collegiate baseball team. I don't know who it is. I have never I don't either. But cheers to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sam Houston State. Mm. Oral Roberts. <laughs> they are going Love to Love you. <laughs> they are. Uh, Betty, a, a rare, 
a rare Benny beverage moment. Yeah, uh, it is. It's local too. It's a a San Juan seltzer. Um, I've had these before. Uh, they are. If you're a seltzer fan, like Truly's and White Claws are down here. San Juan's up here. Whoa. <laughs> For our listeners, that was a wide gap. Uh, <laughs> This one is as opposed to the people watching the Zoom. This is a podcast yeah. for your ears, not for your eyes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. So this is Rainier Cherry. Uh, it is very good. Um, I will say uh, the Marionberry is the best. Mm. Uh, so if you can get your hands on a Marionberry, that's the way to go. With Marionberry. That's right. Well, uh, Mayor Marion Barry actually smoked crack. Uh, he was the mayor of Washington, D.C. He did DC. not do that, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we didn't do that. Um, but yeah, and too far. And uh, shout out to San, the San Juan Islands and Friday Harbor and all that good stuff up there. It's oh, beautiful okay. country. We, yeah. we only smoke crack on our Patreon exclusives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, even, it gets real there. fun <laughs> uh, i actually do think there's a significant we don't do that truly and white claw but locally produced seltzers are far have, have you guys ever had high noon yeah i like high noon oh high noon's good high i noon. really like high noon Knox. if i ever, ever watch the show hey dude <laughs> yes have have we donkey about lips <laughs> Yeah. No, that wasn't Hey Dude. Yeah, it was. No, Hey Dude was the Dude Ranch. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was uh, Salute Your Shorts. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Hey, hey Dude was like this, like, yeah, weird, uh, I don't know, like, teenage dude ranch. It yeah. Was, it was like Saved by the Bell, but in, in cowboy boots and chaps. Dude, I saw a document, like, it was a mini documentary about the making of Hey Dude, and it was so low budget that they shot it in, like, five weeks, but they had all of the people that were in the show stay at the cabins that they filmed at, <laughs> and they said that it was, like, what, like actually a summer camp, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, the set was located anything. 15 miles east of Tucson. Yeah, yep. I don't have anything to add about Hey Dude, but Jay, please, Jay, Jay, please, please play five seconds of Hey Jude by the Beatles. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> you did. You weren't supposed to do that. Oh right. There. That's one of the we might get sued people. Or. <laughs> <laughs> It's only happened with Wrecking Ball, though. Wait, have we Wait, tried have the you... Beatles? Play yeah, we like, had the Beatles. Uh, okay, play like have... five seconds of a Hey Jude cover, then. There's like 17 million of them. No, have, well, have you guys have you we'll guys seen the Yoko movie? Oh, no. <laughs> Wasn't Michael Jackson's estate holding all the Beatles licensee? Maybe yeah. not. Um, have you guys seen the movie Yesterday? Yeah. No, but it's I've heard it's great. Wait, no, like, maybe dude, I haven't. Maybe I watched the trailer yeah. so many times I feel like I did see it. Yeah, you guys should watch it. It is it looks good. An exceptional movie, but there's a scene in there where he's trying. I don't know if you guys know the premise of the movie. I'm not ruining anything by telling you, but no. Uh this this guy um is uh writing all the Beatles songs because everyone in the world has forgotten about the Beatles somehow. And so he's writing Hey Jude. Right. And uh I think it's um oh, what's that guy's name? The guy with the red hair that's a really famous singer right now, Ed Sheeran. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, he's like, are you sure you don't want it to be like, no, hey, that, dude? <laughs> His name is actually Red Sheeran. Because it's Red like, Sheeran. Yeah. I'm yeah, seeing him next month. R. It's a silent R. Who's yeah. that guy? You're going to an Ed Sheeran concert and you had a yeah. hard time placing Ed Sheeran? Well, Yuri's a big fan of his and I don't listen to him. So, okay. wait, so I will. his Ed Sheeran's name is really red. We know this because it's a silent R. And then, did you know that it, his spouse is Cherry? So, together, what? Cherry Red. Oh, or Red Cherry. Give me some of that Cherry Red Coke. Wait, is that a thing? No, it's just Cherry Coke. No, there is like a cherry red. Yeah, cherry red something. I don't know. You, you made that sound way Wild too believable. Right. No, no, there is. What's funny is their first kid's name is Grenadine. <laughs> and their dog's name is Marachino. Oh, right. dog. This joke has got on. Uh, lo- their firstborn child. Long. There is also a great Hey Jude scene in the new season of Ted Lasso mm. that mm. JP can probably back me up on. I think mm-hmm. we finished it, Jay. I did. Um, yeah. How did we get on Hey Jude? 
<laughs> How did we get up <laughs> here, dude? How did we get here? <laughs> anyway, rewind. Penny, Do you want I'm me to play a rewind sound? We've got one more segment. <laughs> and then, and we got one more <laughs> segment, and then we're going to get to that. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to Pat and inject some goddamn direction into this show because we are <laughs> free falling 99 episodes in. Uh, but Betty, not that I, this is uh, an endorsement of alcoholism or anything like that, but let's uh, get some sad music going or just maybe five seconds of Goodbye, My Lover by James Blunt, please. Did I disappoint you or let you down? James Should I be feeling guilty? That one out of order. Okay. You know we've been around for 99 episodes now. You know it's been a little bit. It's been kind of a while because now the sort of the life of Oregon State careers are taking place within the timeline that this oh. podcast has existed. And no. one such Oregon State career, we were recording when we got the news, and no one was more excited than my man, Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage. Yep. For the first time ever, someone asked, did somebody say? And the answer was, Dunmo. John mm. Dunmore Jr., number 14 in your programs and number one in your hearts, if you are Benjamin Lawrence Sebastian Weehage, and maybe number one in your hearts uh, otherwise as well, has officially entered the transfer portal. It appears that maybe not a direct reason for it, but something certainly adjacent to it is... Oregon State's wide receiver room getting, getting some pretty exciting reinforcements uh, from CSM, also known as the College of San Mateo. Also known uh, as the College of Sarah Men. Yeah. Sarah Men. Sarah Senior. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you know, Elton Julian, Ryan Cooper Jr., Tyrese Ivey, Atticus Sappington, and more uh, guys to Corvallis. Um, those guys, Jemai East, Jaden Dixon Veal. Very exciting wide receivers, but this isn't about them. We'll have plenty of time to talk about these new additions to the wide receiver room. Benny, your your first John Dunmore Jr. was like your first guy, one of Benny's yeah. guys on this podcast. You made shirts <laughs> before we had Printful, before yeah. we had design templates, <laughs> before we had a system for brainstorming things with JP. You just made a Dunmo shirt <laughs> and ordered them because of your enthusiasm. The highly tied player out of Penn State had some moments. Um, we got to interact with him a couple of times. Cool dude, bright young man. We wish nothing yep. but the best for him. We'll miss him. Uh, didn't crack a ton of playing time last year. You probably know him for throwing a throwing a deep wide receiver reverse pass to Trey Lowe that almost was fucking should have been away from a touchdown. And then oh, um, man. with Anthony Gould and Treshawn Harrison out for the bowl game, uh, Dunmore did. He got he was more involved in the passing game in that trouncing of the Florida Gators in the Las Vegas Bowl. But yeah, as they say, there's only one ball. We've got a we got a room of running backs who all need the ball. We've got some good tight ends, and it looks like that receiver room now has got a lot of guys who are going to eat. So this is just the yeah. cost of doing business, but also. It's it's sad to see what one of our own goes. So I, I just want I want to I want to hear your thoughts, Benny. If you'd like me to speak comfort to you, if you're just if you've already wrestled with the understanding that <laughs> JDJ is is moving on. Yeah, I I honestly am a fan of of his decision. I think um you know he has to do what's best for him, and I think he's been put in some really unique um positions uh, he was obviously highly touted out of high school four-star recruit goes to penn state uh it is hard to break in uh as a freshman sophomore um on that penn state team i mean there that that was a very good team when he joined uh then he comes to oregon state and you know uh, like benny g was as good as we could have hoped for last year but um it just we relied a lot on our running game uh right and so i think I, with I these two relied on it 19 consecutive plays <laughs> yeah that's in, right in a, in a certain game of note against uh what i'm assuming is also charlie's favorite collegiate football team but i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i it was it's it's interesting in the fact that our quarterback room is has significantly upgraded this year 
Um, and he did seem to be the guy uh, in the bowl game. So I think he would have seen a fair amount of um, of touches this year. Uh, but at, at his point in his career, you know, he has the talent to play on Sundays and he hasn't had the chance to showcase that yet. And I hope he does land somewhere where he can sh- where he can showcase that, because uh, if he does make it to the league, I will be uh, one of his biggest fans. I think he's still, he's, still he's got, a he's a cool guy. Still got that Dunmo shirt, too. I still got. The, yeah. yeah, especially if he plays for the Bengals. I have the colors yeah. and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Uh, Dunmore to Cincy. <laughs> That's right. Manifest it. Uh, yeah. But I, I have to agree with you, though, Benny. Like, I hope he, I hope he lands somewhere where he can uh, get a bit more shine and um, it's tough to break through, uh, you know, as a young player at a program that's rebuilding where everyone's kind of here to, to grab kind of like whatever they can and take a hold for it. Um, right. I will, I will always, I tweeted about this and it was like, it was kind of crazy because a- after the spring showcase, it felt like he was still solidifying himself in a way, but he had maybe by default an experience, like cemented himself in. Uh, as you know, one of the top three, four receivers on on the team, um, and I I posted or on like Andre posted, uh, lol, my favorite JD Junior touchdown because if you guys remember the uh, the snafu um, after the Swen Swen second interception where he just like threw the ball in the air uh, in the end zone and uh, the whistle was never blown and. Dunmore had the smarts to jump on the ball and was rewarded with a touchdown. So that is his last, uh, even though unofficial touchdown as an Oregon State Beaver, but it is by far my favorite, and I will uh, never forget um, that kind of awareness. And I think he I mean, he just kind of always brought that to the field uh, when he was playing. The thing that's interesting, though, to me is, of course, the timing of the wide receivers coming through and him he was rumored a while ago. We talked about it in ourselves rumor, yeah. about 10 days before that he was in the portal or headed to, for the portal. Uh, and, you know, like somebody else had posted to him. Uh, I think I, scared, I shared a screenshot about, you know, uh, that he looked like he was in line to be the third starting wide receiver. Um, and that he put uh, can't be true. And I thought at first I was like, ooh, what? You know, like this – this is kind of strange timing for a veteran uh, wide receiver, a team thinning out at that position to like bounce and then decline a, a, almost like a, a complimentary reason why they're surprised he's leaving, right? Like, yeah, he was in line to be one of our best receivers. It's kind of strange. But now, th- shortly thereafter, it made sense with the transfers. And I think you have to wonder how much the rumor about him entering the portal was because – Smith and Lingren and co prepared him for what was coming and yeah. wanted him to have the best opportunity to be like, Hey man, look, we're bringing in these guys. You can compete with them. It's going to be tough, but we want you to give you a heads up so you can, you know, start getting the ball rolling on whatever decision you make. And that could be why it got out a little early that he was entering the portal over a week before the announcement happened on Friday. And, um, all this stuff, like it really does go to show how much is behind the scenes for, for players choosing to enter the portal. I think it was Bendu who said something like, you know, players rarely enter the portal because of anything related to their sport specifically or their, their team. Uh, and you know, this, this yeah. may, maybe is a bit of a stretch from that kind of point, but it is the same concept. It's like, Hey, we have an opportunity to, to, to better our team, to be blunt. These guys might be better than you. So therefore they're, they're probably going to get the bulk of the playing time because we care about you because we think you'd have a better opportunity elsewhere. We're telling you this now. And we think that you should go look for something else. And like, that's, that is one of the many benefits of the transfer portal these days. Like players back in the day couldn't do that. And if they did, yep. they looked worse because they lost a year. Now all of a sudden they're a year behind, they're a year slower, they're a year older. And mm-hmm. it would ruin their career, so they'd stick it out. And a lot of times, yeah. I think that was that. That's just a big uh, issue oh. with you know your team camaraderie and uh, how much trust you have in the coaches as a player. So all of it's a win-win. I wish uh, Dunmore the best. I will miss saying Dunmo. I will very much miss <laughs> that. Uh, I will very much miss the honor Nicotina uh, reference five seconds plays, but. 
Uh, I, I know that uh, you know he's a good dude. He'll 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 find the right situation for him. For one last time, please, JP, please play five seconds of Killer Whale by Andre Nicotina. Preferably <laughs> the part at the beginning where he says, "Did somebody say film up? Did somebody say um, film up? Slash Dunmo." <laughs> I yeah. will make a bet that that is not the last time we request that song on this. <laughs> there is a uh, a great great picture uh of Dunmore when was it uh, a punt that we blocked or was it a muff punt? I know the uh against Oregon. So uh, they were on like the one yard line and he like dropped it. But there's there's a picture of Dunmore uh, standing over the punter as he's on the ground. And you can just like if a if a picture says a thousand words, like, you know, fairly what what Dunmore is saying to the punter. And it is it's a great, great picture. Yeah. How happy would it make you if he just confirmed if we were ever able to talk to him? And he said, we asked, what did you say to Bales, the Oregon punter, in that moment? And his response was, I said, like, I'm a Pisces, but I'd rather be a killer whale. <laughs> <laughs> then I would beg I him to come back to Oregon State. With no context <laughs> is the best. For, yes, that's best of luck, John Dunmore Jr. Fairly well. Yeah. Two years. Uh, at Oregon State, two of the best years we've had here in a while. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, in not huge uh, numbers in the box score, but definitely were a part of it, and it helped contribute to the amount of fun and vibes we've had on this podcast. And that's yeah, that's invaluable. Hey, and uh, you and I, Terry, had a absolutely fantastic time at the bowl game uh, in Las Vegas, and yeah. Dunmore was a huge part of that. So thank you for yeah. that, John. <laughs> yeah. We won money off of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were able to talk <laughs> so much shit to the two Florida Gator fans we saw in the casinos after. Yeah. And they were like, we don't, we just don't even have the energy to respond. We just like, happened oh, to be in okay. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and now for a historical, amazing, first time, fresh debut cross promotional thing. We've done this with the Peyton Years podcast before. Uh, but this is the first of, of this kind of attempt to cross-publish episodes on, on dual podcast feeds. I challenge you to a duel, Patrick <laughs> Beaverman, but not the type of duel where people turn around and shoot each other. Bah, bah. The type of duel where you, we just hang out and vibe on multiple podcasts simultaneously. We, <laughs> the Belligerent Beats Podcast and the Beaverman Beat Podcast in one place. Welcome to the show and welcome us to that show i don't know how this is working i'm just trusting the technology we are joined by the one and only pat beaverman we should probably do uh, i know you guys did a toast to baseball in uh, in 98 but, but we should do one to tuck it to bed and, and they get ready for next year um, I'm a huge, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty much, I started my podcast right before baseball season started. So nice. that's kind of, uh, my, my thing is I love talking about baseball and uh, I love this beaver baseball program. And I think, uh, I mean, you guys did a killer job, um, in your guys' episode of, of recapping it. And if anybody is tuning in that has a tune in 98, a do it, keep your eyes up for 99 and definitely tune in Sunday night for a hundred. Um, but <laughs> this, this beaver baseball team, they, they exceeded every expectation they had going into this year. That the pitching staff just ran out of out of gas, and it was pretty evident towards the end of that game that that offense just kept rolling and rolling. And there was seemingly it reminded me of the oh the seventeen and eighteen Oregon State teams where the lineup just had no holes. You could there was nobody there was no easy out, and I'm not especially the offense this year there really wasn't either. But with losing two guys to injury and one guy to a suspension. You're three short going into the year on an already young pitching staff. And for for the cards that they were dealt and the cards they were given, I thought they did a fantastic job in getting where they are in a really tough draw and in what was an underseeded LSU team, an LSU team that had no no reason to be the number five seed in the country. They could have been easily been three uh, or four in front of Arkansas, and I don't even know who was four. Um, but that kind of goes to my point. Maybe. I think it was Auburn, and neither of those two teams got out of their regional. Yeah. They were better than Auburn, for sure. Yeah. So, 
uh, I guess, what did you guys see going into the regional that you maybe didn't expect? Um, I would say the, the pitching was better than I expected. Um, I think the the offense obviously against Sam Houston was uh, on fire. Uh, we didn't really see that the rest of the way. Um, Harry, you the were rest Sam of the Houston, way right? Yeah, no, we smoked pot with Sam Houston. <laughs> uh, we slowed him down for that first game, but then he, uh, you know. But but here, like, I I think it probably is going to end up going relatively unnoticed and, and not talked about enough, but. Um, the the pitching was there. Uh, it it really um, impressed me. Uh, and and like just general thoughts are like I'm looking very forward to next year. I think at the beginning of this baseball season, everyone was really looking at 20, uh, 24, 2025 as uh, the years. If Oregon State is going to make a move to Omaha, those were going to be the years. This year, anything more than um, you know, success in the regular season was was icing on the cake. I would say, like, maybe not what I was looking at either, though, going into regionals, but what I was, what I started reflecting on as the season uh, wound down was the um, one ascension, expected, but ascension by Gavin Turley, who early in the season faced a lot of adversity and was benched. I mean, literally lost his starting spot. Uh, and we, we we speculated on this in one of our episodes talking like, hey, Mitch, Mitch said, like, he's good. They're working on some things. He's working on his swing. He's just uh, taking a breather again, right, mentally. And sometimes it's coach speak, right, of, of like, no, nah, I'm just playing my best guys and he's not it right now. But there's a delicate thing in collegiate athletics where you have to balance egos almost as much as you have to balance talent. And not to say that these like kids come in here and play play collegiate athletics and because they're egotistical, but you you have you promise them things, right? And that's why they believe in you as a coach in a program. And whatever Mitch told Gavin about why he should come to Oregon State and not go pro, uh, he had to deliver on or he'd lose his trust altogether. Yeah. And I thought that was a very interesting moment in the season uh, where I was very curious about how that would play out. And and it played out very beneficial for Gavin Turley and for Mitch Cannon because Gavin is ascending to be one of the greatest players maybe that we've witnessed at Oregon State. Um, and I'm not trying to like overshoot here. I just think that he's... Has that kind of potential? You're spot on. I mean, uh, for those troubles that he went through in the middle of the season, for him to finish above 300 on his batting average, and yep. did he? He led the team in home runs, didn't he? Yeah, he went like 14 home runs. I think so. Yeah, which I think yeah, led I think tied. Yeah, tied yeah. lead for the team. Uh, yep, Rushman batted like low 200s his freshman year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one I, I want to just touch on is Travis Bazana. And I think we talk about him a lot. We love Travis Bazana. His game is so nice, but the noise is he, he had he was kinda of, he carried that that Gavin Turley torch last season. He had a yep. lot of expectations, uh, mostly because he was like a mystery man. And people were hearing a lot about his potential and his talent, but we were waiting to see it. You know, you you could have a hot freshman year, you could have a decent freshman year, but when programs figure you, you out and these pitching coaches figure you out, you have to adjust in your sophomore season. And and I think that Travis reinvented himself this year in a way that did make him the most interesting man in baseball, that made him one of the most exciting players in the Pac-12, if not the country, and just. All, all across the board, defensively, offensively, on the base paths, all of that was improved. Um, and, I, and I think he delivered on a uh, a promise that he didn't make uh, coming in his freshman year. And now I think to me, him with him and Turley leading the helm, uh, the program is in great shape uh, yep. when it comes to at least the offensive side of, of the program. And speaking to how he reinvented himself, he had an – uh, OPS of 
1.122 with 55, or I'm sorry, with, uh, where did they go here? I just had stolen, ba- stolen bags pulled up, but he led the Pac-12 in stolen bags. Okay. That is not a combo you really see. He's tearing the cover off the ball, and if he's even, if he's just getting the first base, he's taking second. And shit, he might yep. even take third. So Right. Wasn't there a game where he had like five stolen bags in one game? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. The, the single game and single season record. Yeah. Yeah. Stolen bases. Yeah. He was 36 for 39 this year on stolen bags. So not much to, uh, That's and it's pretty cool. Him and Turley are playing together on the same squad in the Cape Cod League this year. They'll build. Oh, that's cool. Out. Yeah. That so that'd be a pretty neat shot for them. Appointment sicko baseball watching. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. And I think it's a television. You got out there live, man. Yeah. Sicko, sicko live. Cod, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's important, I think, for Canham to do that with Turley as well, given the recruiting class that he's got coming in and with how many of them might get drafted. Yeah. There's two guys that they've got signed that are top, I think, top 70 prospects. I checked their prospect rankings the other day. Um, yeah. There's going to yeah. be guys that get drafted pretty pretty early in the draft this coming in Seattle. That'll be kind of cool. The draft oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, the draft will be at... Uh, it's not, is it still the clink? No, they changed it to... Uh, uh, what Lumen. Lumen, that's it. Oh, yeah. Lumen. Is that... So it's during the All-Star game at T-Mobile, and then they'll be doing the draft on one half of the field at the uh, Seahawks Stadium. So oh. I'm not going to try and even look at the price for a ticket to get the All-Star game, but I might go and check out the draft. And, and... Dude, um, the the home run derby tickets are uh, reasonable. Okay. Like over 100, but you know, yeah. less than 400. I'll take But that. the hotels are yeah. not. <laughs> That's it. Thankfully, I've got a couple of buddies that uh, I've got some buddies that moved up there, so I think I can take care of that. But nice. it'd be cool just to be down there for the draft and then see some of that and talk. Yeah, totally. So maybe go down to the war room and talk to those guys out of talking the beef or out of taking the beef so early in the draft. That'd be cool. All right. I think, but uh, th- this has been a uh, very, very successful. Very fruitful, very enjoyable first ever crossover collaboration. I was gonna say, I think we could go for this episode. Probably could hours, three more hours. Yeah, I, I, I might take a nap over here in central time <laughs> and let you guys just cook. But Pat, thanks so much for letting us into your space. Hey, absolutely. I thanks so much for coming and joining us in ours. Yeah, this was a this yeah. was a good time getting to hang out, drink a couple coldies. I don't know. I don't normally drink coldie while I'm normally couple, drinking coffee. Couple coldies, couple yeah. coldies. Shout, <laughs> shouts to um, God damn it, Doffler, <laughs> Sean Scheffler, the the original coldie connoisseur himself, uh, and also shouts to Mason Willis, Miles Willis. Miles Willis. I love my guy change that out. Um, so I'll scrub it out. Late. <laughs> I appreciate it. Shouts to Miles Willis. <laughs> Booby Miles Willis. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> um, but yeah, Pat, this was so much fun. We're gonna have you on again. Hope you have us on again. And all all good things. Best of luck. Actually, I know I'll see you guys around event sometime soon. 100 percent for sure. Thank you again for to Patrick Beaverman, Pat Beaverman, the Beaverman Beat Podcast for joining us in this communal double dose of Beaver Fam mayhem here, reviewing uh the Oregon State 2023 baseball season. Omaha, we hardly knew you. We'll be back there in 2024 at Rocco's slamming jelly jello shots. Jelly jelly shot. Jelly jelly. You'll be jelly of us shooting jello shots. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you, Benny. Uh, Check (laughs) us out on the Beaverman Beat uh, podcast. Believe that will be episode number thirty-one of the Beaverman Beat show. And if you have not listened to the Beaverman Beat podcast before, then check out the whole catalog. Like us. It is a narrative podcast, so start at episode one so you don't miss any of the Easter eggs or or plot points or crucial character development uh, that leads <laughs> to the current episode. Uh, and if you miss some episodes of the Belligerent Beavis podcast, then go back and listen to all of them and get your life together. Must be so uh, confused. Seriously, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's that that that's why we'll say it's confusing. Um, bl- bl- blame the listener. The key to it, good podcasting anywhere. 
<laughs> Thank you again, Pat Beaverman. We we love what uh, what Pat's been able to do with that show, and uh, we we love hanging. We love hanging with our uh, fellow um, podcast uh, podcast brethren. So you know, let's uh, let's do more. Let's do more communal uh, collaboration shows. Uh, these are super fun, and uh, be on the lookout for the link and information to Belligerent Peeves episode one hundred. Live on ESPN, I mean YouTube. Basically the same thing. <laughs> Live on your YouTube that you can put it on the same screen that you normally watch ESPN on. That's true. That's, that's Yeah, that's not a lie. That is true. No cap, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, Do I'll they stop, say I'll that stop. anymore? I don't know. I'm just chuggy. What do you mean? <laughs> they don't even say chuggy. It's chuggy to say chuggy. So what? Yeah. Every we really <sighs> Every single time we think we catch up, we're five days late. Man. Times a billion. But anyways, <laughs> thank you for tuning in uh, to this one-of-a-kind uh, episode of the Blue Dream Beeves podcast, episode 99. Please, please, please give us a five-star review, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podca- podcast. And please share the show with a friend. Share it with the Duck fan in your life. We're actually pretty nice to them tonight. Um, we didn't even we didn't even name them because we weren't talking about them at all. We were talking about some other team. So, you know, <laughs> uh, D- Duck fans need to laugh, too. And I think we're probably funnier than any uh, Duck Sports podcast. I don't know because I don't listen to them. But, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, will- I'm willing to put us up with that competition <laughs> Fair. for all of us here at the Belligerent Beeves. My name is Terry Horstman at Terry Horstman on Twitter, probably tweeting about the WNBA, but tweeting about Oregon State Sports too. And at Terrence Horstman on Instagram.com. I am joined by my best beaver friends, the two and only uh, JP Bertram up in Portland. You can find him at Great Notion, likely or not, uh, at JP Bertram on Instagram and at the Trio J on Twitter. That's at the underscore Trio underscore J because he's too trio to be real. Real. And from up in Tacoma. Washington rocking the 2-0 authentic Sonics glove jersey from 94. It's Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weheja, a.k.a. Benny with a good quaff, a.k.a. Benny Bedlam because he's fucking crazy, folks, a.k.a. Benny Burner because he has a million phones, folks, a.k.a. Benny Beverage because he drank a beverage tonight, folks, a.k.a. <laughs> Benny Bowl Game because he goes to the bowl games, folks, uh, and a million other monikers at all. He's an uh, international man of mystery, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Weheja. We can't keep up with him or his, his growing list of nicknames and you can follow him and all of his exploits at Benny L 1986 uh probably tweeting about Lionel Messi coming to the MLS and just how dope it's gonna be and, and and how much money I might make off of the inner Miami Chicago fire tickets I bought before he signed <laughs> probably a do lot I, do I go to the game or do I put all of my grandchildren through college <laughs> I, I only go to the game because I'm, I'm friends with Benny Bolgan. Um thank you uh, again, dear listener, we're at Belige Beeves on Twitter, the official account for the rest of the offseason, according to Big Game Boomer, at Belligerent Beeves on Instagram. We're on Mastodon. Did Ma- is Mastodon still live? I don't know. Uh, we, are, we are on Facebook, uh, kind of just sending links to our parents. That's that's what that's for. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> find us there as well. Belligerentbeeves.com. Belligerentbeeves.com slash merch. Get in there. Get in the merch store. Uh, support the Ryan Brown merch line. Support the Maddie Dagan merch line. Uh, get your fresh stuff to get you through the off season. And on top of that, no matter how long these warm summer days with no sports actively happening, get you down. There's another season coming up just around the horizon. Until we get there, just remember that when we do, you still can't spell chop without hope. H-O-P-E for 99 episodes and 99,000 more. So chop them. Chop them. Chop them. Bring back Bernice. And salute John Dunmore Jr.